Okay, first and foremost, I just want to thank CYC, Miss Kelly, and Miss uh, or Mr. Brian Allen for allowing me and people that have come with me from Word of Life to come. And let's just give a hand of applause for CYC. Because honestly, it's places like this that you can come to get away. Sometimes you want to get away from your parents. You can come here and meet other people, and those relationships last you a lifetime. Amen? All right, all right. So uh, who here, who here has ever played Red Rover? Ooh, yeah. Good. So I'm not that old. All right. Well, Red Rover was this complicated. I'm just kidding. That's the simplest game. I need three volunteers. He was first. Come here, man. She was second. Come here, bro. Okay. This is the right team. Somebody say the right team. Okay. And I need three more. Okay. He was next. I need two ladies. No ladies want to come? Are you sure? There you go. Bold. Stand up and be proud. That's right. Right there. Yellow. That's good. Give it up for the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. My wife is like, you better get some women up there. This is my wife, by the way, Topia. Stand up, sweetheart. Yes, this is her. We are with Child. Okay. And uh, his name, we're, you know, our youth, we call him, what's up, little Bill? So she puts the mic to the stomach and everybody says, all right, we're going to name him Easton. He's due in September, and we're just excited, all right? So uh, just by show of hands, now I need y'all to do something because it's important. Now, Red Rover, you hold hands with one another, right? Right? Now, I need you to respond. Don't just look at me because I'm just looking at you. So if I ask you a question, you need to respond back. So we, don't, we hold hands in Red Rover, right? That's right. But in here... We're going to link arms, okay? So link arms, link arms. That's right. Now it looks cool like a little country dance, but link arms. That's right. There you go. He looks better. That's right. You know, <laughs> you know, looking good. That's all right, brother. Okay. Now, hey, that's cool. Okay. So Red Rover. All right. Now y'all know it. So say it. Uh, what's your name, Doc? Jason. Okay. This team, now face each other. So turn this way and face this team and face this team. And I need y'all, Red Rover, Red Rover, call who over? Come over, but just do it by show of thing. One, two, three. Jason over. I'm sorry. One, say, say it with them. Say it with them. Red Rover. All right. Now. The crazy thing about this game is Jason gets hyped, he gets called, and Jason begins to run, and he tries to go through this link. But there's something about a link. There's something about a connection that if you're linked up or connected right, Jason uh, cannot get through, right? Right? Okay, thank you, y'all. Can you give the volunteers a, a round of applause? Thanks, everybody. All right, there's something about a connection. There's something about a relationship, a linking up thing that you do with your arms to somebody that causes str strength, 
it causes power, okay? So we're going to talk about one connection. Somebody say one. One connection. Say one again. Yeah, one connection. The connection with God, the relationship we have with God, okay? So I'm going to read a couple scriptures. And for you who like scriptures, listen in. If you don't, you can listen too because you might learn something and it might make you laugh. Because in the Bible, there's amazing things, and it's just like you. The Bible was written about people, and I thank God for the Bible because sometimes I got issues. Sometimes, do do y'all have issues sometimes? Yeah, we all do, okay? So if you do have your Bible, turn to 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. 1 Samuel chapter 3. Verses 1 through 10. If you don't know where that is, and it's okay if you don't have a Bible. Don't feel guilty because you're the one that is loose. You don't have to carry anything. All right? But 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Okay? All right. I'm going to get right to it. Okay? Y'all ready? Let's do it. It says, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he couldn't, he could, or that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel, somebody say Samuel. Say Samuel with your deep voice. Samuel. Yes, Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called me? But Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. So Samuel said, hmm, maybe I'm hearing things. And he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. Say Samuel. Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. Eli woke up again, my son. Eli, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. But the Lord called Samuel a third time, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me? Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Got it. Go and lay down. And if he calls or if he calls you again, speak for or speak and say, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lie down in his in his place. The Lord came and stood there as the other time saying, Samuel, Samuel. Then the Lord said or then Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. All right. We're going to pray before we go forth. So if you've never prayed before, I need you to do something. All you got to do is put your chin to your chest, close your eyes, and we'll pray to God so that he's speaking and it's not this nerdy guy up here with glasses, all right? So put your chin to your chest, close your eyes, and we're going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today. Close your eyes, young man. We thank you today that you're here. We thank you, God, that you can meet us, that the word that you've written down in your Bible God can be known. I pray that you open up hearts and minds of these young people, that they may be able to receive 
what you have for them tonight. We come against anything that will hold us back. We thank you for all newcomers. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen. So let me do something for you. Let me paint a picture. Ricky, come here. Let me paint a picture for you so you understand. Because sometimes when I read the Bible, stand right there, Doc. When I read the Bible, sometimes I have to act it out because I don't fully understand. They're not just words. There's life in the word. So I have to put my life into the word. Y'all feel me? Okay, so uh, I'm Samuel, and this is Eli. Everybody say, hey, Eli. Hi. Hi, he said. Hi. Hi. And I'm Samuel. Hello. Right? Hi, I'm Samuel. Now, imagine this. Now, imagine. Think about this. We all know stories. We see on movie, but let these words come alive. So Samuel, who the Bible says was 12. Actually, the Bible doesn't say Jewish historians say that he was 12 at the time. He was in the temple of God, sleeping by the ark of God. And Samuel wakes up. Here's some. Now imagine. Samuel. <gasps> what? Must be Eli. Hey, uh, you called me? You called me? No, no. Okay. And he goes and lays down. Then he goes back because he's just being obedient. He just wants to listen. He doesn't understand. And all of a sudden, this voice says again, Samuel. <gasps> Eli? Hey. Eli, you called me? Okay, so he goes back. He does it again. Eli, I know you called me. I'm, I'm not hearing voices. This time, Paul told him, Lord, I am. And then he goes back. Okay, okay, I will. I mean, I'm young kid, and I don't really know. Thank you. I don't. I don't really know what's happening. But okay, so he went and laid. <laughs> There's this voice that's gonna talk to me. <laughs> Samuel, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening something crazy about that. There's something crazy about being a 12-year-old, a 14-year-old, a 16-year-old, and hearing a voice that calls your name. I mean, Samuel could have been laying down, and the voice said, Peter. What? My name's not Peter. Jackson. Ah! But he said, Samuel. All right? Your name is Jason? So Jason is laying down, and a voice says, Jason. Oh! But Jason figured out that it was God. Now, let me tell you something. You're not too young. 
you're not too old to hear the voice of God. God wants to talk to you. I'm telling you, he, no matter where you've been, if you've never been to church, if you've never come to hear, God wants to call your name. He he wants to talk to you. All right? He wants relationship. He wants the one, say one. Say it a little louder, one. He wants the one connection with you. All right? Okay. So, knowing God wants the one connection, let's dig a little deeper. Can I go a little deeper? Go a little deeper. Okay, okay. So, as we dive deeper into the pool, you know, we were in three foot and we now are going to six foot. I can't swim, so my wife has to save me. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So would you agree? Now, this is a question, and you can respond. I hope you respond. Please respond in the name of Jesus. Okay. Um, would you say that Samuel or that God wanted a relationship with Samuel? Would you say that he wanted to connect with Samuel? Yeah? Okay. Let me, let me go a little, little further. Would you say he wants to connect with you? Okay, okay, cool. All right. But it says that Samuel, I said when you yelled Samuel in the deep preacher voice, Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Now, that sounds cool, the ark of God. But what is the ark of God? Is it the big old thing with animals? And two by two come in, giraffes and snakes slithering up. Was it? No. Was the ark when you went to McDonald's in the drive-thru and you said, two Big Macs, please? No. (laughs) No, it wasn't. Okay? The ark of God, the ark of God was crazy. It was this chest, all right, this chest that was made out of this special wood that did not rot. And on the top of it, there were two angels. They called them seraphim, but that's a big word. So I'll say angels were on the top, and they were flapping their wings, and there were two of them facing one another. This ark represented something in the Old Testament, in the Bible days. Now, we're in the Jesus days, but this was in the pre-Jesus days. And the ark of God represented the presence of God. The presence. Joe, could you come up here real quick? The presence of God. The presence. Now think about this. Everybody has a presence. So, see Joe, say, hey, Joe. Say, how you doing, Joe? I'm good. I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right, so (laughs) Joel has a presence. So if Joel walked up and he was all in, his presence, all right, Joel, dang. (laughs) Joel had a presence. Now, if Joel has a presence, don't you think the God who created you, made you the God who put you together, the God who made 
all these trees, the seas, the animals, the things we don't know? Don't you think that if Joel, who you see, has a presence, God <laughs> has a presence, right? God has a presence. So, okay, the ark of God represented his presence, the person of God. So when God was there saying, Samuel, God was actually there. So Samuel, like, who is that calling me, right? Okay, but there was something special. Somebody say inside. Say it with a little more force. Inside. Inside the ark were three things. One of them being stone of the stones of tablets, the stone tablets, excuse me. The second one being the pot of manna. That's a crazy name. I'm not naming my son manna. Um, the third one being Aaron's rod. Aaron's rod. Okay? So they have some significance. Now we're talking about the one connection, the one relationship with God. So the one connection, there's something inside the ark that Samuel was sleeping next to that represented relationship. One was the stone tablet. Now, the stone tablet is what Moses carried when he went up on the mountain and God wrote on some stone, broke it out, go down. And Moses came down with these big old stones full of God's fingers penmanship. You should not do this. You should not do that. The stone of tablet, it represented the word of God. Who's got their Bibles? Do something with me. Put your Bible in the air. It represented the word of God. Okay? And let me just simplify it. It represented the order of God, the wisdom of God, God's thoughts. So Samuel was sleeping next to God by his presence, and got a chance to experience his thoughts, okay? All right? So to have the one connection, we must develop a relationship with God's word, okay? The Bible says the word, this word in the Bible, is a lamp to guide my feet and a light to my pathway. So the word, when I read it and I digest the word, okay, is the light my path, so meaning I have enough light to know where to walk. Because if it's dark, how many of y'all ever walked in the dark? Yeah. Who has blasted their toe? Yeah. Who has hit their knee? Check this out. When I was younger, I was in the dark. My mom said, go to bed, Micah. Okay. I went up. I knew you was going to come up. Go back to bed. Okay. <laughs> you caught me. But when I knew my mom was asleep, I waited. I sat in bed, went up the stairs. All of a sudden, I had my socks, those old school socks, and with the holes in it, and <laughs> slipped on the floor, and my knee went through the wall. Go to, who is that in my house? She told my dad, hey, get up, get up, get up. There's somebody breaking our house. My dad ran downstairs and my knee stuck. What, dad? 
in the wall. Because the word is a light, a lamp to our to guide our feet and a light for our path. I was walking in the dark and I needed the light. Okay? The second thing, somebody say two. The second thing was the pot of manna. What is manna? That's, you want to say manade? No, it wasn't manade. Should I say manustard? That's not even a thing. That's not mustard, manade. I just try to make that word to sound cool. Okay, so <laughs> the pot of manna, okay, represented God's provision. Does anybody know what provision means? Good. I had to look it up too. So let me simplify it and say God's supply. God's supply. Does everybody know what God's supply is? You know what supply means? Yeah, let me give you a definition real quick. Supply or provision is to provide something, especially food. We all like to eat, right? I like burgers, chicken, bacon, burritos, mm. Chinese food, Greek food, beef, oh, pastrami. Okay, food, clothing, and other necessities. So God's provision, the manna, represented God will supply. Okay, so Samuel was laying next to the ark of God, and there were stone tablets, the word, which is the light, so Samuel didn't have to walk in the dark, okay? And two, the pot of manna, which represented God's supply. You can go to the general store and see, you know, general out supply, but that's not God's supply. You can go to your homie's house and say, hey, man, can I get some of your supply? But that is not God's supply. All right. Okay. So the last thing, Aaron's rod. Aaron's rod. Okay. It is God's miraculous power. Okay. God is powerful. God is all knowing. He is strong. A little word for miraculous because it's a big word is supernatural, amazing, astounding, incredible, sensational, phenomenal, mind-blowing, all right? Basically, let me just get to the point. Samuel was sleeping next to God, and God was providing a relationship. Now, let me tell you about Samuel's future. He was 12 years old. Who here is 12? Who here is 13? Who here is 14, 15, 16, wow, 17, that's right, 17, Rep. what's up, 17? All right, what's up, hey, how you doing? Where's my 17-year-olds at? What's cracking? Yeah, all right, that's cool, that's cool, work it out, all right. So God spoke to him. Now, in the future, Samuel became the most powerful guy in the land. He represented God. So people would hear Samuel, and he, they knew Samuel can hear God. And all of a sudden, when they needed an answer, they went to Samuel. <laughs> what is God saying? God was able to speak to him. For God to want to speak through a person who he created because he loves you so much? So... We're almost done. Somebody say, almost done. Good. We're almost done. Somebody say, three minutes. All right. 
relationships are one of the most important things we can have. Having relationships is paramount, okay? Having a connection, and before having the connection with anything we can connect with, we need to connect with God, all right? So I want to have a connection with God. Do you? Yeah? I mean, because we need God. If you just look, our cousins do this, we do that, our friends are like this, our aunt says this, the news is crazy. We need the one connection with God, all right? So how can I have this one connection? Maybe there's one person here that's asking that question. How can I have this one connection? Let me read this to you. Bible says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus, who was his son, from the dead, you can be saved. Now, all the jokes, all the playing, it's simple. It's not a hard thing to do. It's saying, I believe that Jesus is Lord. And not just saying it because my friend said it next to me, but saying it and believing it, God will save you. He will direct you. He will peel you out of a situation that you didn't know what you were in. Okay? So the last thing is, how can I guarantee that this one connection will be deep and I can keep my one connection with God by doing what Samuel did, laying next to the ark of God, laying next to God's word, laying next to God's word and knowing that he will supply, laying next to God's word and seeing that in God there's, like Aaron's rod, miraculous power. Okay? So I'm going to get out your way, and I thank you for allowing me to speak to you today. But before I go, I'm going to invite some of you to meet this guy, to meet this woman. And you don't have to say anything. It's between you and him. So you don't have to look around. So I'm going to ask you, by showing a bow in your head, okay, please bow your head, because God is here. God wants to touch some of you here. Now, if this message hits your heart and you want to have a connection with God, no one looking around, raise your hand. Good, good. I see you over there. I see you over there. You can put your hand down. And I say this. God wants to have the connection with you. So all you have to do is repeat this prayer after me, okay? And God will save you, okay? You ready? Repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you that you want to have a connection with me. And Father, today, I want to have a connection with you. Because with you, I can have freedom. I can stand out. I will feel your love. God, I repent. And I ask you to save me. I thank you tonight. Connect me with friends that are like you and help me to do better when, I, when no one's around. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's, let's, let's give a round of applause. Now, quickly, if you said that prayer and mean it,
Okay, only thing I challenge you to do is first, you need to start talking to God. Okay, talking to God is simple like, hey, what's up, God? I'm hurting. My cousin is doing this, and I don't like it. Or I don't like the way that I am. Can you help me? Two, okay, you need to get involved in the church. There's people in the church that can encourage you, okay, to be all you need to be, all right? 